Hey there and welcome. For those offended and or triggered by the following, piss off. All right, so I'm going to get right into it this week. I saw this video on Twitter, I believe, where a rabid animal of a person walks up to a police officer nonchalantly and shot him in the head. It got me thinking. First of all, I would bet that this criminal would have thought twice had he some realization that he would be hunted down like the piece of scum he is and immediately put down like a rabid animal. So why would a criminal think that he or she could just walk up to someone, police officer or otherwise, and think that he could just shoot them in broad daylight. Why is violent crime still on the rise? Now, I know a lot of people are going to say it's gun violence or whatever. Here's the bottom line. It's just violence. And, and, and I'm not trying to make a, an argument for the Second Amendment here, even though I do I support it 100%. But it is just violence. When people decide to hurt someone, they're just being violent. It doesn't matter the weapon. Maybe a gun's more efficient than a knife or a sword or a crowbar or a hammer, but it's just violence. That's all it is. So why is violent crime still on the rise? From what I can see over the past at least two years, and frankly, it's been longer than that, but over the past two years, especially since 2020, criminals have been 100% completely empowered. And it starts to beg the issue of maybe glorifying and justifying crime has been a bad idea. Take uh, Michael Brown, for instance, which was well before uh, 2020. The whole hands up, don't shoot thing has been completely debunked. Yet we still have people that are pushing that narrative of hands up, don't shoot today, even though it's been 100% debunked. We all know at this point, if you've paid any attention or try to research anything, which it's not even that much research, it's just basic facts, that Michael Brown committed a crime immediately before he had an altercation with police. And he then continued to commit crimes by going against police orders and trying to attack a police officer, which is why he met his fate that he did. You might sympathize with the fact that he got shot and killed for his troubles, but it was his decision. There was no hands up, don't shoot issue to it. He was a criminal being a criminal who thought it was okay to be a criminal. That's the bottom line. Then we fast forward a little bit to more of a current issue, which was the incident with George Floyd. Now you can have whatever opinion you want on George Floyd. That's fine. But I will say he was not a hero. He was a criminal and he had been a criminal for a very, very long time. Those that want to make him out to be this hero, even our current president, Joe Biden said that he did more for the black community than even Martin Luther King, which is absolutely insane and not true by any measure. But the whole idea that he was this hero 
instead of the criminal he was. And, and we weren't talking about like the past George Floyd, like he had become a better person and moved on. He literally committed a crime which brought the police to him. He was still a criminal. Still a criminal. Yet you had these BLM riots, which were masked and named as peaceful protest by the media and BLM themselves. And those, those riots, these peaceful protests, which they weren't peaceful protests. Were there some areas where people were peacefully protesting? Yes. But this is not what destroyed city after city. Peaceful protests don't, don't destroy cities. They don't kill innocent people. They don't injure and kill police officers. They don't take over police precincts. That's not peaceful protesting. Those are riots. And everybody involved in that were thugs and criminals. But they resulted in injuries and deaths of innocent people. Cops were violently assaulted and there was extreme property damage. And if justifying all of those actions wasn't enough, then somehow some of us decide that making excuses is also a tactic. You know, like uh, people wouldn't steal if they made a fair wage or whatever other excuses they think will suffice. Uh, these people came up in violence and it's systemic. So that's all they know and blah, blah, blah. And you know what? It's, you guys are going to see this common theme through a lot of things I talk about, and I will get to it a little bit later, but it does come down to personal responsibility. We always just throw that right out the window when stuff like this happens. And you look at places like New York, where now Eric Adams is, having police officers take people into custody and get them mental um, health assistance, whether they agree to it or not, which I, I can't say 100% disagree with that. But where do we think these problems came from? These problems didn't just start. I mean, Eric Adams forgot about all this when he was on the political campaign uh, to become mayor. But now all of a sudden, crime is a real thing. And a lot of these places that wanted to defund the police are now realizing and and willing to say that crime is a real thing in their area, in their cities. The thing is that the crime was always there. They just ignored it. They ignored it so they could talk about all these ideas to defund the police. And the whole defund the police movement still has advocates like Cori Bush, who is a laughable character at best. And I was listening to Dennis Prager just yesterday, and he stated we could defund the police if we made everybody follow the Ten Commandments. I would, and, and, and honestly, I would be in favor of defunding the police if we all agreed to get rid of the criminals, every last one of them. If we got rid of all the criminals, we wouldn't need police. So it's not like I'm, you know, I'm out here with a, with a poster board or anything saying I want to defund the police. It would be awesome to live in a world where we didn't need police. It would be awesome to live in a country where we didn't need police. We didn't need good guys out there to make sure that bad guys don't get to run all over everybody else. That would be great. That would be a great existence. And I'm not sure exactly how we do that, though, since criminals are going to criminal. 
So defunding the police seems like a bad solution to the crime problem. Now, a lot of people will spin that, that, well, you know, police are the ones that are pushing crime and stuff like that. Again, that's not how it works. It's, it's fun to think about that, you know, it's always somebody else's fault, which is like I talked about before. But uh, oddly enough, criminals are the ones that create crime. It, it's a weird concept, I know, for some people, but, but, but that it is actually a true fact-based concept that without the criminal, you don't have the crime. You know, it, it's not... It's not the good guys that cre- that are creating bad things. It's the bad guys that are creating bad things, which, like I said, for some people, it's hard to wrap their head around that, especially without an excuse or something like that. But it is true. You know, one concept, and I kind of mentioned this earlier, it's going to sound crazy, but let's revisit this idea that I mentioned in an earlier episode and I referred to earlier in this episode. What if as a nation, okay, let's forget, uh, you know, as a world for right now, let's try to keep it simple. What if as a nation, we had the expectation that people, especially adults, exerted personal responsibility and self-control? If we did that, we could actually eliminate the need that some have to justify or make excuses for crime. You know, maybe that's a, crazy idea. Maybe that's just crazy talk, but it might just be worth a shot. If we as a society held people to this standard of personal responsibility, self-control, that could in and of itself eliminate crime. Because if you're an adult that decides to commit a crime or do something bad or, you know, hurt somebody, you steal from somebody, you murder somebody, you decide to rape somebody, guess what? You don't get to play in the sandbox anymore ever again. Now, some people might think like, well, for theft, okay, here, here, here's what I'm willing to say about crime. If you murder someone or you rape somebody, no, you don't get to play in the sandbox ever again. It's just not going to happen. You're done. You're out of the sandbox forever. If you steal something, there's now I'm not trying to make excuses for people, but if you steal something, some people steal stuff because they need this item. Now, should they still be punished for that? Yes, because you can't just steal stuff. That's not how it works. You don't get to just take something because you need something. That's not how it works. But if you're one of these criminals that steal and get arrested, do your jail time or probation anymore, steal, get arrested, do your jail time or probation because they don't want the prisons and jails full for criminals, which that's what jails and prisons are for. And then you steal and get arrested. And I'm not saying three is a magic number or anything like that. But if you show a record and history of not being able to follow basic rules and be a decent person, then you you're out of the sandbox forever. You're done. You're not going to behave out here. I don't know how many people I've run into that have committed crime after crime after crime after crime after crime. And guess what? They're free hanging out with everybody else in society until they commit another crime again, which with that personality and that history, they certainly will, almost certainly will. So we have to start developing this idea that if you're going to make adults or if you're going to make adult decisions and you're going to make decisions as an adult 
then there has to be some type of accountability and personal responsibility in that. And also being an adult and something you should learn when you're a child so you're a better adult is self-control. If you think that it's okay to just take stuff from people or it's okay to just hurt people because you don't get your way or you need that more than they do as far as you're concerned, you have not learned self-control. And if you have not learned self-control or refuse to exert it, you don't get to play in the sandbox. You get kicked right out and you stay out. By the time you're an adult, there's a number of lessons you should have learned and a number of ways you should have been taught how to behave. And if you're an adult and you refuse to behave in a way that helps society, makes society better, or at the very least doesn't hurt society, then you don't get to be in the sandbox. If you're a criminal and you have that history, like I said before, criminals gonna criminal. We need to stop making excuses for them. We need to stop giving them ways out. They don't want to play in the sandbox, and we shouldn't want them to play in the sandbox. Guys, that's all for me this week. If you're so inclined, you can find me on Twitter at Piss Off Podcast, which I'm Still, my handle is still the same at Piss Off Podcast, but I uh, I changed my other name or whatever name it is. You see it just for fun. Uh, you can now find me there. Uh, the name is Franklin McTwiddle. So I was driving around and thought that would be a fun, entertaining name, mostly for myself. So, uh, like I said, my display name is now Franklin McTwiddle. Uh, you know, because why not? Anyway, guys, thanks for listening and uh, piss off. <laughs>